I'm Sonia Dunn, and my show, Military Home Life Radio, starts right now. Thank you for listening to Military Home Life Radio. I'm your host, Sonia Dunn. Military Home Life Radio is a program about U.S. military community living and support around the world. Go to militaryhomelife.com. That's militaryhomelife.com. Stay with us. We'll be right back with our guest right after this. Your TRICARE benefit changes when you retire from active duty. Here are a few details to keep in mind. When you retire, you and your family will be disenrolled from your current plan. You must take action and enroll to continue to have TRICARE coverage. If you want to keep TRICARE Prime or TRICARE Select, you must re-enroll within 90 days after your retirement date to avoid a break in coverage. Your coverage can begin the first day of your retirement. As a retiree, you will see increased costs based on your plan for things like enrollment fees and co-payments, and your catastrophic cap also increases. Take time to review your options and decide which plan is the best for your family. Visit tricare.mil slash retiring for more information. Military Home Live. Military Home Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Live. Are you disaster prepared? Besides planning a safe evacuation route and shelter space, take time to visit tricare.mil for key disaster preparedness information. From tips for putting together an evacuation kit, to keeping you informed with alerts, to important steps to take after a disaster, TRICARE has you covered. And don't forget, you can get care during any time of crisis. Visit tricare.mil slash disaster for up-to-date information on disaster preparedness and your health benefits. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest today, Crystal Spell, who is the creator of Army Wife 101. Is it 101 or 101? How do you say it? Uh, I say it Army Wife 101. 101. So, <laughs> Crystal, you are not just the creator of this website blog, but you're the creator of a lot of online media content. Would you not yeah. agree? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> um, so we're gonna, we have a lot to talk about, but before we do that, I want to get a little bit more about Crystal and her, her journey as a military spouse, if that's okay. Sounds like a plan. All right. So where did Crystal Spell grow up before she became Crystal Spell? I grew up in Long Island, New York. <laughs> Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York, about 45 minutes away from New York City. So do you consider yourself a New Yorker, or do you consider yourself a Long Island gal? Uh, I consider myself a New Yorker. Uh, to some people, a Long Islander. Uh, I left when I was about 22, so I think I have enough street cred to say I'm still a New Yorker. <laughs> I didn't leave when I was like three, and I'm like, oh, I'm a New Yorker. I grew up there. <laughs> Yeah, I tried to do that. I was born in California, and I always say I'm a California girl, but I was only there for one year. But I, I just love California. But so yeah, yeah, I try, I, I try to, I try to um, give dap. But you have more street cred than I do for the state you were raised in than I, than me in California. Oh, it's okay. My daughter was born in San Diego, and she oh. literally was there for like nine months, and she swears she's from San Diego. <laughs> so, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Military kids. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of kids, did, did Crystal have any idea that she was going to be intertwined into a military family? Do you yourself have a military background, you or, or your um, immediate family? 
I mean, I never thought about actually marrying anybody in the military per se, but I mean, I do come from, my mother um, has uh, four sisters and three brothers. All three brothers served in the military at some point. All of them went to the Persian Gulf War. My grandfather was a master sergeant in the Air Force. Uh, my aunt was in the Air Force. All of my, I have 25 immediate cousins and about nine of them are serving in the military in some capacity. So, yeah. So, I mean, I would say that we definitely have a military background. Um, but as far as me thinking even married, I really can't even say I knew much about it outside of they served. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Never thought about it. With that, as far as what was it like growing up? Was there a sense of service in your household? It looks like it was. sense i mean i come from a law enforcement family primarily um so there certainly was that sense of service it was something i grew up around and you know i i knew about it um of course you know just being young when you when you're surrounded by something or you grow up in it just seems like the norm to you yeah um i certainly had an appreciation for it and i mean my appreciation really came i I grew up in new york so i was there directly there like 9 11 and i really understood it because that was the day i seen my uncles and my dad and all of them get called in for that didn't really yeah. even though it was a big event i didn't understand the magnitude until i began to see you know of their service until i began to see that yeah family members actually being called in for that and then of course you know i'm sure we'll get to that but years later being seeing my husband leave yeah. to serve in that so yeah. yeah definitely so you come from a first responders household going to yeah. a military service household yeah definitely what was that like being a military spouse and I'm gonna let you answer that question and let you think about that while you answer this one first and that is how did you meet Mr. Spell? <laughs> well it was a little taboo at that time because we met in 2002 and it was around the time I've always had a fascination with the internet hence my serial entrepreneurship and at that time I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm exactly socially awkward but definitely introvert so um, the idea of being able to meet someone online and all those biases of what you look like and all the things they may not like about you right, right away face to face were gone and so at that time what's known today as match.com was love at AOL it was free there wasn't all the time <laughs> to pay and <laughs> all these subscriptions and I just was fooling around with AOL because everybody had AOL back then right. and I I messaged this random guy and then before I knew it I was like oh I'll take Amtrak to North Carolina not knowing today that's not something I would (laughs) condone from my daughter (laughs) so Uh, you never met him you never had a phone call you just as far as messaged each other we just just messaged and we talked online I mean eventually we talked on the phone but we talked for eight months uh, before we ever considered meeting. Um, wow. Yeah. And so to me, that was the best thing. You, you get to kind of put outside all those other things and really get to know each other. Yeah. And um, yeah. Wow. wow. <laughs> we met online, literally. Okay. We're going to have to take a break. But when we come back, Krista, I want to know, was he in the military at the time? And what was that like as far as when you take that, that Amtrak visit for the first time to meet him? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back right after this. I'm Sonia Dunn, and we are back with our guest, Crystal Spell, creator of Army Wife 101, here on Military Home Life Radio. Krista, we were talking about you setting the trend of online dating before (laughs) online dating was a thing. And you went down, I guess, North Carolina? Yes. And met this guy. And Mm -hmm. what happened? I actually took Amtrak down. 
And funny thing was, I met an army wife on the train. Uh, this was again before Wi-Fi and things to yeah. you on any method of transportation. Yeah, so I was you like, had conversations. <laughs> yeah, you had conversations. <laughs> so I had nothing to look at, and I met her. And I remember we just became. We, it was like we were best friends. And when I got off the train, he actually greeted me in his Marine dress blue because he was in the Marines at the time. Aww. And um. He wanted yeah, to make a good impression on you. Yeah, it was like something from TV. He popped out of nowhere um, and, and, you know, bought me flowers. It was really romantic. So oh. that was a, it was a good thing. You know, uh, I was, I guess, lucky in the sense of it wasn't a, a bad experience. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But we're not going to go there. No. <laughs> and we're going to concentrate on the positive of this, of, of this meeting. So... He he met you at the station as far as in his 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 best sure. dressed blues and yeah. hid your new pesty say ah too and say oh you got to keep her what happened oh yeah yeah <laughs> it was so noticeable you know and I had already explained to her that it was like our first time meeting and. You know, uh, naturally, and she was there. And at the time, this is like the thing I didn't really know about, like the military. So I didn't know I was in a military area and I think he was doing a recruiting duty. And, you know, so she, of course she saw it and lots of people saw it. I thought, you know, not too many people are just walking around in a dress blue. So it was definitely noticeable and it was, it was just a nice experience. It was, it won me over. <laughs> so was it because you, you, text or messaged for eight months was it love at first sight after eight months for you or or, or were you still trying to rule out whether or not he was a keeper no and i think that was the great thing about like i said before meeting online because you by that point eight months in you really yeah i mean if, if all you're having a phone conversation like you really get a chance to know each other yeah um and so all that was left was to actually see each other and i mean at that time although it wasn't as high tech as it is today we had you know pictures and things you could send so i mean i had an idea of what he looked like right. and he had sent me a picture in his dress blues and he was in rotc in school so i had all that <laughs> so i already was like oh yeah i'm a so, <laughs> so yeah, <it> was, <laughs> like okay, we, we can keep texting. So yeah. Keep it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how long before you guys got married? I see. That was in two thousand and two. We were married in September of two thousand and three. Wow. Uh, so it was. It was not too long. Maybe yeah. just a year later, if that. Wow. I can't remember and when in 2002 that was. It was at the end of the year, but it was it was like a year or less later we were married. So, did you have the the usual military newbie spouse experience that oh, it, it's just a job, um, it's his job, it's, it's it's what he does, it's not really define me until you have that aha moment that it affects you more than you realize. Yeah, well, see, so at that point, he had, I think it was about a year or so left that he got out okay. for a little while. And so at that time, again, just being young, not really paying attention, not going to say I didn't care, but he was there. It wasn't like the typical, right. like we, we didn't have PCS or anything. But I really know it was more like, okay, this is a job. Yeah. We're, we're stable. Um, but just didn't pay attention to it, you know, and it wasn't until a little while later he went into another branch of service. And that's when I had, I could say, the full experience. Right. So he started Marines, but then he ended up Army, correct? Yes, correct. Got it. So he, he did his four years in the Marines. Yep. Did he go straight into the Guard or he waited a little bit? Um, so he got out the Marines and then he became a correction officer. And then he was like, yeah, this is not for me. I missed the military. And I think at the time, tried to go back into the Marine Corps, but, you know, they were a smaller branch and they yeah. weren't as easily accepting people. Plus, he was older, a little bit older. And so he went right next door to the Army. And they were like, okay, well, in three weeks, you don't even have to go to basic. Um, you're just going to go to AIT. So yeah. he was like, okay. Yeah. And uh, that, that was the beginning of, like, life of an Army family. So how long were you guys in active duty Army, as far as oh, when he went back in. Uh, I want to say, oh, 
eight, nine years. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. We're going to have to take a break, Chris, but when we come back, I want you to tell me what that military lifestyle was like for you when we get back. All right. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Sonia Dunn, and you're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest today, Crystal Spell, who is the creator of Army Wife 101. Crystal, we were talking in regards to you being a Marine wife and then becoming an Army wife. And um, I hear it's two different lifestyles. What was it like being an Army wife? Because you stated you were in for at least over eight years. So that, that, that becomes a lifestyle. So what was that like for you? Um, at first a little bit scary. I mean, I grew up, I grew up in a close knit family and you know, I didn't, and I didn't necessarily have dreams of just moving off (laughs) across the country. Um, luckily we didn't technically have to go out of the country, but Hawaii is pretty far. Um, and so I certainly, dealt with being really far away from family, um, really young, and then dealing initially or being thrown into a 15-month deployment right away. Really? Um, wow. Yeah. So that part was a little, uh, was when, that really tested me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very scary and just dealing with, you know, children and, and just trying to figure it all out and then not really being the most social person, kind of very being, you know, being an introvert. Yeah. And we all know military life requires sometimes for you to ask for help. Yeah. And yeah, that's yeah. something I struggle with. So. Yeah. It's just people struggle with in general, but then being the military, um, yeah, because sometimes your spouse says, don't do it. Because then all eyes are on us when you do, and but sometimes you do need the help. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, you are doing the army life. How 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 many kids deep were you in when he did the deployment? How many? I as far as kids, as far as kids deep, as far as as far as kids. Oh, uh, two. two. We kids. had two kids. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the ages at the time, but I had like, I want to say my daughter might have been eight and my son might have been three. Yeah. Yeah. Was that when cell phones were starting to emerge where, you, where it wasn't really that much contact, but maybe you had some access? Uh, we were still in the early stages. Um, most people I knew at the time, including myself, were still, still using house phones. Yeah. Um, pretty much just waiting for calls. There certainly yeah. was no FaceTime. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, we were still Yahoo Messenger people. So yeah. that was a little tough. The internet wasn't what it was today. Do you feel that you were living by the phone? Oh, all the time. Yeah. Um, to the point where it certainly was a, li- a little bit tough because there was, he would tell me, he couldn't tell me much, but he would tell me if like he was going, he would just say, I'm going out on a mission. And sometimes that was two weeks. Mm. Um, and so you kind of felt like you had to live by it because yeah. we didn't have what we have today. And that yeah. was tough. You know, you want to get kids out the house and get their mind off of things in your own mind and just couldn't leave the house. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. what were your coping mechanisms? Did you have anything um, in place to help you cope? Well, actually, that's kind of how I began like this this journey of entrepreneurial life because I began. He had before he left. We we were living in Savannah, Georgia, which is such a beautiful place, such a big tourist area. And he had bought me a camera. And at that point, I started I think doing like YouTube videos. So I was getting really into that. Um, and the TV show Army Wise. <laughs> that was something to look forward to. Online, we didn't have all the, the social platforms we have now, but we did have a lot of forums. And that was kind of a thing that we all, you know, in these different forums would look forward to. And we do recaps and things like that. So it was kind of exciting. Um, and that's literally like what kept me, it, it gave me something to do and something to distract me. Um, 
And then just going around Savannah and taking pictures and just being kind of enamored with the, the, I love history. So it's a very historical area, a very um, picture friendly area and just, yeah. So I, I use those things to keep me kind of going. We're going to have to take another break, Christopher. When we come back, I want to talk to you about in regards to the origin of your your blog as far as did the, the, the blog come from the YouTube experience or, or, or was that something totally different when we get back? Okay. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back right after this. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest today, Crystal Spell, who's the creator of Army Wife 101. Crystal, we were just talking about your early beginnings of being a media mongol on social platforms before they were really called social platforms. Your blog, how did that start? What made you decide to instead of just posting in different chat rooms and sites, what made you decide to create your own blog? Um, I think it was a thing about always been a person that people gravitated to for research. I was like the first person of all my friends and family to have a computer. Um, and so I've always been just like obsessed with the internet itself. And at that time, like I said, there was no Facebook and if there was, it was for college students. So a lot of times I found myself being like the moderator in forums. I was always like the first one to give information when new wives needed it. And also with there not being any kind of real social media platforms, I needed a place for my family to see what me and the kids were doing. Cause here we are now moving to Hawaii. We're living in Georgia. And there was really no way for them to kind of keep up with that. And, um, yeah, I, I just decided that I was going to create this, like, <laughs> blog um, that I kept hearing about this blog thing. And I uh, that I can kind of combine keeping up with my family stuff and also information for military spouses. Also, as I mentioned, my husband had bought me a camera. I started documenting things around Savannah and doing recipe videos. And I just kind of wanted a, a dump. Yeah. <laughs> to throw everything on yep. and that's kind of where that came from and then we found out we were moving to Hawaii and at that point I hadn't flown on a plane in years and I was terrified and I said I'm going to document this PCS to Hawaii and that's really when the blog came into itself and became what it is today so it turned first was a personal blog and, and then it turned into a life of its own as far as when you did the PCS yeah. Yeah, it was because I didn't know, you know, now you know about all these things you have to do and it's a business yeah. and all that. But at that time, you know, I didn't know. I was just uh, like, I need some place to put all this stuff and it's going to be pretty and pink. <laughs> and I'm just going to dump all my thoughts in this one place. And then, of course, I wanted it to be more structured because I began to really pour my soul into finding information and staying up, you know, 10 hour nights researching things so I can create fun articles, but also informative stuff for these yeah. military spouses that really didn't understand what was happening. So why call it Army Wife 101? I think at the time I just thought <laughs> that's something I struggle with to this day. Oh, really? Um, it was more, yeah, I, I, I'll be quite honest. I'm, I'm not fond of the name as much anymore, but I think it was just simply put to me 101. You know, I thought, oh, college and learning yeah. and the beginning stages of something. And when you're Army Wife, I mean, especially because we have so many younger spouses, this can be a lot. The paperwork and, and trying to navigate what you need to file to move. And it was just a lot. And I figured, let's make this the, the 101. You know, when you go to school, you take English 101. And I'm like, let's make this the 101 of military life where we figure everything out. So that's kind of where the name came from. And it, and it was available. So I grabbed it. <laughs> <laughs> so how long has the blog been in existence? So the blog has, a, oh, well, I started it in 2007. Really? Um, but I, yeah, in 2007. So I'm sure that's still on the web somewhere. And then I finally went full force and like did a full redesign. And once I figured it out, uh, in 2008 is when I officially, you know, you could say I guess launched it. 
okay. and, and let it be known that this was going to be something. Yeah. I didn't know what at the time. <laughs> so on Facebook, you have a lot of followers. Do you get a lot of yeah. hits on your website too? I do. And it's, it's, it, there's so much, it, it, it's amazing what you learn when you're running these, these businesses. And that's why it's so funny to kind of sit here and recap all of this. Cause like, as of right now, our host just went down, but yeah, we get um, anywhere <laughs> I from feel you 16, on that. Oh God. <laughs> uh, I'm having my tech guys working on that as we speak, but yeah, we, any, we get anywhere from 60,000 to a hundred thousand um, unique views per month. Um, and we just try to, before we used to pump out content every day. Now we're more of just like trying to pump out good content, even if it's two to three days a week. Right. But I always tell people I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in the sense of when I began because SEO has been my friend and we're, we're so long running that we're embedded in the search engines. So I think that's a driving force of a lot of our traffic. Good. Good. Um, another break, Crystal. But when we come back, I want, to talk about some of your spinoffs that you're doing. Okay. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back right after this. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest today, Crystal Spell, who is the creator of Army Wife 101. But you are a serial blogger or website creator, media content creator. I call it media content creator myself. I like that. You have another site called So Fluential. Yeah. What's does the name mean and what's the mission behind that website? Yes. So, well, So Fluential was actually formerly MSB New Media. And I owned that with a, I, I actually didn't own that. I was vice president of uh, digital marketing with Adriana Domingos Luper, who's the creator of Next Gen No Spouse, and she uh, works with Hiring Our Heroes. Um, and at that time, we were both bloggers in the space. And we were working with brands and we knew that there were other military spouses who wanted to do the same thing. But just, you know, not everybody wants to talk to corporate and right. negotiate money. And some people just wanted to do what they wanted to do. Right. And so we knew we had the, the backing to kind of do that ourselves. We were already doing it. And um, she formulated MSB New Media. We worked together for a few years and we loved it because we also showed people that, you know, like, you know, there's this whole thing between officers, lives and enlisted. And we didn't care about that. We were our own people and we showed people that we can work in this company together. She moved on to other things, but left me um, self-fluential, which we had decided to change the name. We just thought it sounded more cooler. And uh, yeah, so it just means so influential. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, yeah. And we were shocked that it was available. And so we just kind of went down that route. And um, basically it's a digital media agency. It's, it's, we're able to get brand messaging out to whatever, whoever they're trying to reach. Our specialties are the military. When we have another network of influencers in different categories, but um, brands basically come to us and say, Hey, we want to work with military bloggers and we want you guys to do the whole campaign for us. And uh, we know you guys kind of have your feet on the ground in that area. Um, and which we do. I'm a blogger first and foremost. And, you know, I begin my career by working with brands that I begin to monetize. So I knew what to do. And, and we just kind of took it from there. And now we've been able to allow other military staff to use their blogs and not only their blogs, but their social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram to earn money, but to also get um, brands who want to reach the military market in their community information out, their messaging. So, how is Sofrential different than than another site that you created, The Mix? Or are they similar? If not, how are they different? So The Mix is basically part of Sofrential. The names are just really internally for brands. The Mix is um, a variety of influencers, like in recipe bloggers, fashion bloggers, lifestyle, health, and wellness. Um, and then we have our military spouse blogger network. So they're both part of self-fluential. It's just an internal thing to differentiate which a brand needs to work with. So was this your background media? No. Going through? <laughs> no. 
No. No. Not at all. Army Life 101 was the start of all this. And, you know, at the time, I had heard of other bloggers going to events and being invited to fly out to parties, yeah. um, uh, red carpet events. And I'm like, what is this? Like, what do you mean you're <laughs> flying? Like, why? And and the funny thing was, my first event came from another military wife. We didn't even realize we were both military wives. I think we just held up online. Her yeah. name is Mommy PR. And she sent me to my first event. She said, hey, you want to be Queen Latifah? And I was like, what? What are you talking about? That doesn't even sound normal. And she was like, are you going to fly to New York and meet Queen Latifah for this campaign? And I said, okay. I, you know, because I, I just didn't, it didn't register with me. I didn't get it. And from there is when I really learned. The minute I was on that plane and I was sitting in Queen Latifah's um, penthouse at the Mandarin Oriental in New York City overlooking Central Park, I was like, okay, I need to do more of this. <laughs> She's like, I, I am in the wrong side of this industry as far as there's Obviously, another world yeah. that no one's told me about. <laughs> no one's told me about. So from that point on, I was up until 3 or 4 in the morning. I remember I was like, I'm going to sleep at any point. I was like, I need to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, there's a secret club that no one has told me about. I got to figure this out. <laughs> It is it, it so. is around an industry that I helped start formulating, so I got to figure this out. I understand. Absolutely. So, yeah. 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 So, you move towards more strategic branding content. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. Or, or do you help other people find strategic branding content? Um, well, I moved towards it myself. You okay. know, I used my blog as the, the platform for that initially. Um, yeah. And then other people, you know, uh, I guess if you want to say, I was kind of the first one that started doing that. Naturally, um, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, requires you have to disclose when you're doing this kind of stuff. So yeah. naturally, it all came out. Okay, obviously, she's doing ads and she's doing these events and stuff. Yeah. People knew. They saw. And from that point on, that's when other people were like, well, hey, how do I get involved in doing that? <laughs> yeah. And so that's kind of what the idea. So have you ever sold a blog? Or sold Have some of your con or sold some of your content from your blog to organizations or companies or con conglomerates. Um, I wouldn't say that I've sold it per se. I have let them utilize my blog as a platform for them to get their wording out, Got and it. they have paid me for it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, I'm I'm getting the signal that we're gonna break, Crystal. But when we come back, I want to talk about yet another website that you have, Serial <laughs> Entrepreneurial You, when we get back. Okay. I'm So You Done. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back right after this. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest today, Crystal Spell, who is the creator of Army Wife 101, but also a serial entrepreneur in media content. Uh, you have Army 101, you have Sofluential, The Mix. Let's talk about Retail Salute. All of this content is centered around the military life experience, correct? Yeah. So how is Retail Salute different than your other brands? So Retail Salute is a military deals and discount site. Think uh, Retail Me Not or Offers.com or Coupons.com for military. What I had found was that there were a lot of, um, there were military discount sites. But they were all maybe regional discounts. They weren't applicable everywhere. And what I have found in me being the Internet person that I am <laughs> was that there were a lot of big name brands outside of the popular ones we know that were offering these deals and these military discounts and nobody was really pushing them. And I also found that, you know, I'm a person that digs into statistics and um, demographics and target markets. And so I found that a lot of the military deal sites weren't being run by 
active duty families. Mm. Um, you know, the average military family, you know, who may be a sergeant in the army wasn't going on a 10 day or 15 day cruise to Bahrain. Right. They were trying to go on the $189 deal for three days out of Florida somewhere. Right. And so we wanted to make sure that the deals we were posting were kind of, um, you know, relatable and applicable to kind of people, everyday military families and right. for things that they needed and could use on the regular. And so that's why we created Retail School, and it's run by military spouses. So that's the sole focus. Everything on there is just really about deals, military discounts, and travel for military. So how many employee staffs, as far as do you have, Crystal? Yeah, so I do a lot of freelancing. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty blessed in the fact that I've been able to bring on a lot of military spouses and allow them to earn income. And so on Retail Salute, it's really me and two other military spouses, one who works, um, I wouldn't say full-time, but she works a, a lot with us. And then we have a 1099er. And then on Army Wife 101, we just have a, like a bunch of writers that come in at any point and write content. So we have about 10 contributors all in all and one lead writer. Who writes like every single week? Very good, very good. Um, the Rosie Company. Mm-hmm. What's that? So the Rosie Company was well, formerly the Rosie Company, um, and it's Hello Rosie Co. Uh, Hello Rosie Co. And I own that with Lakeisha Cole, another um, mill spouse in this space, who's doing really great things. Um, and initially it started because we had created the first military lifestyle planner. It's called the Rosie Planner. And it was just a planner. Um, a lot of people are really into the, the pretty planners and putting stickers in them and really plotting out their day. And we thought, you know, we, as much as we love the digital space, there's nothing like pen and paper. And so we created this really beautiful planner, um, that's being sold in like our Riveter and a bunch of boutiques locally and then of course online. And, from that point on, we're like, well, this needs some some accompaniments to it. And so we opened Hello Rosie Co. Um, and started just selling fun gifts that military spouses could give their friends. And basically, our mission was to just create, um, sell products that would bring people together. And so we sell fun teas, um, you know, cute mugs, a lot of military spouses. We always joke around about coffee and tea and things like that. And so we just thought it would be cool. And then we're doing the whole mission of showing people, you know, about that entrepreneurial digital e-commerce hustle and how you can easily make money online and easily create stores and and do these fun things. So how many streams of revenue do you have? (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, I would venture to say, let me see. Probably about five or six. I, I do a lot online. Are they as far as sustaining you full time? They absolutely are. So yeah. I was able to. My husband got out of the military, and he works a, a literally um, a part time job. He goes to school full time, um, but he does not have the worries of you know worrying about income. We have been able for the last, I would say, four years to live off of my website and just kind of allow him to be able to go to school and, and fully focus on that. Right. So you flipped it. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I did. Because, you know, sometimes our service members don't know what they want to do when they grow up, so they just stay in. So. <laughs> right. Right. No, so. that's, that's true. <laughs> so you allowed him to have that opportunity to figure out what he wants to do in his second life. That's that's commendable, Crystal. Thank you. We're running out of time. We're running out of time. I'm going to come back, and then I want you to give us some tips, some tips on how to be a play, paid brand ambassador and a paid blogger when we get back. Okay? Okay. Okay. All right. I'm Sonya Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We're here with our guest, Crystal Spell, who is the creator and social entrepreneur of several 
different media content sites online, Army Wife 101, Sofluential Mix, Retail Salute, and Hello Rosico, correct? That's correct. So since you are a guru at branding, especially online, give us five tips uh, for someone who's out there who's looking to be a paid brand ambassador. Yeah, so I would say tip number one would be to make sure that your content is current and up to date. Um, brands want to see that you are blogging frequently and that people are reading and engaged. And then I would say work on your following. Um, these days it's not so much about how big your numbers are, but it's also about how engaged your following is. You know, remember though that your brand is a client. If <laughs> you become a blogger and you decide to work with brands, they become a client. And the same way you want your money's worth when you buy a product, they will too. Um, I would say also know your angle. Some people get caught up in what I call the we should work together syndrome without <laughs> any idea of how this <laughs> That tends to be a little popular these days. But, you know, they do that without any idea of how they can work together. Right. Which... <laughs> Which brings me to my next point of making sure that the partnership that you want to create as a brand ambassador is mutually beneficial. Um, it can't be all about you. Um, the partnership needs to creatively reflect the brand's messaging. And if you don't have that big of a following, then just saying I will include your website in the corner of my video on my website won't work. Right. You know, work on an awesome way to make sure that the brand is getting as much return on their investment and visibility as possible. And I would say lastly, um, have an up-to-date media kit, which includes samples of previous work with brands or some of your top-performing non-sponsored blog posts, meaning that even if you haven't worked with a brand before, let us see some of the stuff that's performed well and how you put it together. And then just know that you don't need a blog to be a brand ambassador or work on a brand with sponsored campaigns. If you have a great social media presence, then the opportunity to partner and monetize with brands is there as well. Interesting. So what about bloggers? Because you said you don't need really a website or be a blogger. Is it different for bloggers as far as getting paid? As far as, and if so, what tips do you have for them? Um, so bloggers can be brand ambassadors too. I mean, a brand ambassador essentially just means that you might be working on a longer term campaign with a brand. So these days, most brands will say, hey, so and so, I want to hire you for a sponsored blog post. We have a new deal coming out for uh, whatever for military, and we want to, you to write a blog post about it. But ambassadors, my biggest ambassadorship was with a company um, that protects your credit. That lasted for a year. So you can do either one. It's just one is longer, which means more money. But right. in terms of bloggers, what I can say is that there are different ways to earn money on your blog, which are, you know, ads. Um, there's ads like Google AdSense, which anybody can pretty much sign up for these days instantly. And as you begin to grow your blog, then you might want to switch over to a, 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 what's called a private publishing network, like me. I work with a company called Mediavine. The pay is a lot more. Um, but it, 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 it's good money. You said um, a private publisher? It's a private publishing network. They call them ad publishing networks. You oh, have to have a certain amount it. of traffic to be part of them. Got it. Um, but you can always start out, you know, if it's a new blogger, they can start out with Google AdSense. And then the other way people make money on their blogs is creating products. You know, many milk spouses these days are creating things like digital uh, PCS binders and planners, and they're selling these readers, they're selling them to their readers in a organic way by showing them how they're used, which creates a lot more sales because it's not like, hey, buy this. Right. <laughs> You're actually showing. And then, as I mentioned earlier, I have a site, like I said, Retail Salute, and the way I monetize that is through affiliate links. So you can be an affiliate for almost any store on the planet. Um, one of the most popular, easy to get into affiliate programs right now is Amazon. And um, pretty much they give you a link. You put it within your blog post or your content in a kind of an organic way. Um, one of the most popular blog posts I did was during the holidays. It was like 11 stocking stuffers for your soldier. And every stocking stuffer on there was for Amazon. And naturally, when people purchased on Amazon, even if they didn't purchase any of those stocking stuffers I recommended, I still got a commission. So that's the, the, the thing. You get a commission if somebody makes a purchase through your link. Got it. So 
yeah, there's a lot of ways to um, make money. I did. I sold three thousand dollars worth of a popular sneaker company uh, last month because uh, I put up a, a shoe that had camel patterns on it on my retail salute, um, and and I got a commission from that. So there's plenty of ways for bloggers to make money. And like I said, even if you're on Instagram, you're considered what's called a micro influencer, meaning you don't have a blog but you have a Instagram following and brands are paying people now to put pictures up of their products with a nice caption. So there's a lot of way to earn money online. Very good. Thank you, Crystal, for those tips. Appreciate it. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for giving your time and sharing your story too today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Anytime you want to come back, you know where to find me. (laughs) I will. All right. I'm Sonia Dunn. You're listening to Military Home Life Radio. We'll be right back to wrap up. I'm Sonia Dunn, and this is Military Home Life, and we'll be right back right after this. Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Buckle up. Everybody, buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but you're in control. So only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Okay, forest animals, kids are coming to the forest, and it's up to us to make their visit a good one. Sparrow, have you practiced the most popular bird songs for the year? Of course. Catchy. I like it. River, how's the temperature? It's a refreshing 52 degrees, man. I love it. Uh, Turtle. He's not here yet, man. Uh, He's late every morning. Okay. Squirrel. The forest has been preparing just for you. To learn more about cool things to do in the forest, visit discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Sonia Dunn, the host of Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life Radio's main goal is to support and empower military family members, service members, veterans, and retirees. Why? Because I am a military spouse, and I'm raising a military family, and I understand the challenges of navigating through all of the many resources that are available to military families. So let me help you by being a guide. Join us as we share the latest information and news from around the military. Visit our website at www.militaryhomelife.com to listen to our podcast or find a local radio station that carries our show. I'm Sonia Dunn, always and forever, military proud, military strong. All of us want to make a difference. As veterans, we committed to protect our country. We served and sacrificed for the things that mattered most. Those experiences shaped our lives, even if it isn't always obvious to those around us. And now that we've served, our commitments have taken on a new meaning. We're husbands, wives, parents, friends, and neighbors, but sometimes we still feel alone. We forget that our biggest challenge can be to ask for support when we need it. The Veterans Crisis Line is here for all veterans, service members, and their loved ones. Dial 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat online at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-255. It matters. That is all that we have for this edition of Military Home Life. Thank you so much for listening to Military Home Life Radio. Until next time, enjoy the rest of your week. I'm Sonia Dunn. Remember to support our military, but most importantly, support our military families. You're listening to Military Home Life with Sonia Dunn. To learn more about Military Home Life, go to www.militaryhomelife.com. That's www.militaryhomelife.com. Hey, I am the truth. 
Hey, I am the wisdom of the fallen. I'm the youth. Hey, I am the greatest. Hey, this is the proof. Hey, I work hard, pray hard, pay dues. Hey, I transform with pressure. I'm hands on with effort. I fell twice before. My bounce back was special. Let downs will get you. If the critics will test you, but the strongest survive. Another scar may bless you. I, uh oh, wanna know the best, but I, oh, I, I got stamina.
Stay you are, stay you are, stay you with me.
Live Radio. Broadcasting from around the globe. Sharing information that supports military families, veterans, and retirees. Your Military Home Life Radio. Military Home Life. 